I mentioned in a recent episode that I am diving headfirst into writing a musical. <laughs> now, you know, this is one of those things where at the beginning of the journey, there's no logical justification for why I should be able to write a successful musical. But honestly, there was no logical justification for why I should be able to be a successful copywriter, uh, launch a business, anything like that. And so I'm taking this on with the same spirit, looking for resources as I, as I go. And one of the things, like this idea for this musical has been turning over in my head for a few years now. Uh, but I, I didn't feel like I had the groundwork that I needed to get it off the ground. And uh, then I discovered this book, The Secret Life of the American Musical by Jack Viertel. And, uh, and Viertel teaches this class at NYU that's basically how musicals are structured. And he worked in the industry. He's worked in the industry for a very long time. And um, it's, it's a great book because what it does is it goes through the structure of a musical from beginning to end. And the book is actually structured like, like a musical, right? It goes through the structure from beginning to end and gives you a ton of examples of how different uh, songs within a musical play different roles and fill different archetypes. And in that book, there's a huge lesson about what is uh, basically the number one most essential component for any Broadway musical. And as I was going through it, there's definitely a parallel that I saw uh, that, that actually leads this to be a copywriting lesson as much as anything else. And if you are into story selling, using stories, using narrative as part of your uh, as, as part of your marketing messaging, then I think that this lesson is really going to resonate because what resonates with human beings when it is a story being told on stage or on the screen is also, or on the page, right, is also what's going to resonate with human beings when it's told via advertising copy. And of course, the specifics are going to be a little bit different, but the lesson is going to remain the same. So there are patterns to effective writing. Like if th this, this, this whole lesson in today's episode is based on this, this whole idea that there are patterns to effective writing and great writers study the patterns. Now we may study the rules and then break the rules. And actually that's one of the points that, you know, while, while many people who write musicals um, are not necessarily trying to follow a pattern, not necessarily trying to follow a template, they end up kind of slipping into these grooves, right? Because what is effective on stage is effective on stage. Uh, likewise, what's effective in, in you know, uh, TV, in, especially in, in longer form movies, in uh, novels, there are things that are consistently effective, the patterns that are consistently effective. And for a story to resonate, most likely, that means that it is following those patterns or um, is, is almost self-aware that it is breaking those patterns in important ways while also paying homage to those patterns. And honestly, the same thing happened to me as a copywriter. I wasn't a very good copywriter for, for a long time. I could write short form copy that you know did a good enough job of describing products and that sort of thing, but I couldn't write the kind of long form narrative copy that, that can measurably, measurably be used to generate a whole ton of sales. 
Uh, and then I connected with Clayton Makepeace and I got his pretty darn good copy, copy outline and I realized that there's this deep structure that I've taught. Um, so for example, in, in uh, my high velocity copywriting course, I teach this deep structure. In my story selling masterclass, I teach the, teach the structure of these different stories. There's frameworks and templates that you use to, um, to, to build your selling message on top of because they are consistent in what works to get people to make decisions. Likewise, um, you know, for example, Star Wars is a, is a hugely popular and well-known example of a of a story that's actually built specifically on top of the hero's journey. Joseph Campbell documented that there's this universal story structure across myth, um, across cultures, across uh, across time, and that this structure is very consistent in telling of the hero's journey. And George Lucas read the book and he said, all right, I'm going to write Star Wars based on that. And um, and so that's a very common structure that's used in storytelling today. And uh, what happens with musicals is that while maybe many of the details are going to align in some ways with that, there is this whole different challenge that comes when you are constantly changing sets, constantly changing characters. You have to like really um, hook the audience's attention and pull them in. And that's what's talked about in The Secret Life of the American Musical. And specifically, there's one song, there's one song that happens very early in a musical that makes for a great musical. And, and like without this song, without this song, and there's a huge copywriting lesson here, without this song, musicals tend not to work. What's that song? Well. Um, I first heard about it actually when I was reading, uh, there's this great book about Hamilton, the musical, um, that is this big visual book that has all the lyrics and also has the stories around the writing of the songs and the writing of the musical and the production of the musical. And there's this song at the beginning of Hamilton called My Shot. It's a couple songs in. And it's basically where Hamilton shows up and he says, you know, I'm not throwing away my shot. I have this one shot, this one life to live to, um, to make a difference. And I am, I am here in America as an immigrant from the Caribbean uh, to make a difference in the world. And I'm not gonna throw away my shot, right? And so, what this song is, what Lin-Manuel Miranda said in that book was, this is a classic I want song. And that stuck with me. I want, I want song. Okay. Um, and this was like super maybe early on in my, um, in my realizing that I might eventually write a musical. Um, I, I, I recognize, okay, and there's this, this, this thing called an I want song. And it is the main character stepping to the front of the stage and saying, this is what I want. And essentially the entire musical is structured around that main character's desire and all the obstacles that they're going to face in, in, in fulfilling that desire. Um, the, the ultimate outcome of the musical, if it is a, a comedy, which is the traditional term for something with a happy ending, if it's a, if it's a comedy, the end of the musical is going to be about how that character got what they want. If it is a tragedy, it's going to be about how that character did not get what they want. Um, but in this book, 
The Secret Life of the American Musical, of course, it's going to talk about I Want songs because they are a Broadway standard. Um, so it says there are no inviolable rules for the creation of enduring popular musicals possibly except this one. The hero has to want something that's hard to get and go after it come what may. The sooner the audience understands this, the better. The I Want song is the mark of an active hero. So Broadway on stage. The protagonist has to step up to the front of the stage and say, this is what I want. And the entire musical is about them getting what they want. Now, copywriters, marketers, are you starting to see the parallel? Are you starting to see that your copywriting, your marketing is about an I want, right? We'll get into how it's relevant to copywriting. We'll get, I'll get very specific in just a minute. But stories are compelling when the protagonist has a deep desire. Uh, like they, 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 they want something in some major way. And on Broadway, it has to be laid out like two songs in, right? There's a big opening number and then it has to be laid out two songs in. And the entire musical is driven by this deep desire. And stories are more compelling when that desire is hard to fulfill, when it's not something they can easily get. Like if I were to say, I want to drink of milk, right? There is nothing that's going to stop me. There, there's, no, there's no difficulty in me like going to the refrigerator and grabbing milk. Of course, in my case, it's almond milk. Um, if I really wanted a glass of cow's milk, I could drive to the grocery store, but it's easy to fulfill, right? There's no musical that's gonna be written about somebody going to get a drink of milk, right? The musical has to be about something that they, they want, they like cannot be happy without, but also that is difficult to get. And there is conflict in getting what they want. So any kind of story, actually, there's, there's, there's conflict in the hero getting what they want. They want, they want some, um, they want legacy, they want uh, greatness, they want, um, they want the love, they want, um, you know, they want to be recognized for their talents, they, they want, uh, in rent, it's they, they want to write that one song, right? Um, there's there's all of these different wants that people have, um, and these conflicts that get in the way of what they want are what makes stories compelling, right? How the character responds, both externally, but also, and maybe more importantly, internally, to the conflicts that they face, the roadblocks that they face in getting what they want is what makes a story compelling. And excitement in a story is the character's movement to get what they desire. So the character wants something, and getting what they desire is what's making the, the whole story compelling. And actually, I heard a different quote from a different book that said, um, it, you, you think of a plot as the world plotting against the protagonist in their quest to get what they want. Think of the plot as the world plotting against the protagonist. And it, it's that same book said that we always see ourselves as the underdog. And so we root for the underdog. We don't root for like the person who's automatically going to get what they want. We root for the underdog who odds are against them getting what they want and achieving it anyway because of some um, because of some like 
you know, internal strength of character that leads that person to be able to overcome all obstacles. Well, that's what we see ourselves as. And so these stories resonate with us because of that. So how is this relevant to copywriting? Just being really direct here. If you're a marketer, if you're a copywriter, your prospect is the protagonist. You're not really the protagonist. You may tell your own version of the story only so that your prospect has a mirror um, that they are able to look into and see, yeah, this, this, that's what I want. Okay, that person has gone through the challenges, they understand the challenges, and they were able to get what they want through whatever method, product, service, whatever, right? So the, the only reason you tell your story is to hold a mirror up to your prospect and, and to say, like, you can get what you want here, right? But really, in the context of all copywriting and marketing, your prospect is the protagonist. They're that underdog who's facing all these challenges and they have that strong desire to get whatever it is that they want, right? And the stronger the desire your message and your offer are based on, the more compelling the sales message will be. And so if the prospect has this like, I don't know, let's, let's say they have a, a super weak desire, right? That has no conflict or anything associated with it. Well, the selling message is going to be blah, right? But the selling message becomes interesting when the desire, especially it, when, it's, when it's especially strong and when there are obstacles or challenges to getting what they want. Um, it becomes even more compelling if it's been hard getting what they want. Conflict is what brings them to you. And so many times in a marketplace, you're dealing with people who've, who've tried, who've tried, who've maybe tried to solve a problem themselves, who've tried alternative solutions, who've you know done whatever. And all of that is the conflict that they've gone through, the challenges, the emotional agitation, this emotional drama, all of that is what's motivating their buying behavior, right? If somebody decides they have a problem today and they haven't tried anything uh, difficult uh, to to try to solve that problem, they're probably not going to be strongly motivated to buy something, especially if it's like a higher ticket solution, right? Unless perhaps you're able to convincingly show them how difficult it's going to be to solve the problem. But the reality is most markets exist um, around problems that are hard to solve and that uh, you know, especially more higher ticket markets exist around problems that are harder to solve and that people struggle to solve on their own. And all of that, you know, that struggle to get what they want is what motivates them to invest in lots of solutions, right? And so what you become, what your product, your offer, your service becomes is the catalyst for their story's resolution. So, uh, you know, while many stories in our life play out over the course of months and years, in stage, in drama, on the screen, the story is resolved in, you know, anywhere from 90 minutes to two and a half hours, right? And your product, your service is the catalyst for a rapid resolution. So problem, deep desire, I want obstacles, conflicts, right? All of that, the emotional agitation, the, the experience of challenge, of feeling like an underdog, feeling like a failure, and you need to overcome it. And then you discover the solution, right? The catalyst for the story's resolution. And your offer is what puts the story on fast forward. And that's what allows you to, over the course of like a 30 minute BSL or something, or, you know, 6,000 words to 
be able to introduce the, 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 the I want, the desire, the problem unsolved, and all the obstacles and all the challenges and all the emotional agitation and inner turmoil of not being able to solve it and having to dig deep to find the solution, right? And then you find the solution and it puts the whole conclusion, the resolution of the story on fast forward. And oftentimes when you get towards that point in a musical, what happens is the whole story seems to be crashing forward at such a rapid speed until you hit the, the, the last couple scenes in the finale right? Because suddenly everything is being resolved. And that's the experience that you want somebody to go through as they are deciding to buy your product, your service, except for the resolution comes from actually taking action, actually making that purchase. Now, how do you use this? Like that's my call to action to you today. Um, you know, it's my call to action every day because this isn't just intellectual entertainment. This is me giving you useful things that you can that you can apply immediately in your copywriting, in your marketing. So ask yourself how you can use this in your marketing and selling messages. Don't forget to like and subscribe so you can get more content like this delivered to you. There's a link in the description if you'd like to sign up for episode notifications by email, plus get some freebies along the way. Relevant to this, um, I will include links in the description to my emotional direct response copywriting course. That whole emotional arc that goes into stories is... Uh, just as relevant in copywriting as it is in other type of storytelling. That link is in the description. I'm including a link to the Story Selling Masterclass as well. Uh, both of those, as well as my high velocity copywriting and other training, are available through a BTMS Insiders membership. Uh, basically, you pay one monthly fee, you get unlimited streaming access to a library of copywriting and marketing courses. And hey, I'll include a link if you're interested at all to The Secret Life of the American Musical by Jack Viertel on Amazon. Um, so with that, I'm Roy Fur. This is Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. Every day in every episode, I'm here sometimes, you know, coming out of left field trying to help you increase your, your skills and your results as a copywriter, marketer, and entrepreneur. And I'll catch you again in tomorrow's episode. See you soon. Bye. Thank you once again for tuning in to this daily episode of Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. Remember, check out the links with this episode for even more value. Now make sure you like, comment, share, subscribe, and engage in every way you can to keep this show going and growing and delivering daily value to you. I'll catch you soon for your next big breakthrough.